Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Dead in Hip Hop, audio review, Bryson Tiller anniversary. Before we get into the review, um, just want to give you all a little bit of background on Bryson Tiller. Um, he is from Louisville, Kentucky. I don't think I've ever heard of R&B singer or hip hop artist. When from I Louisville. when I found that out, I was like, that's only like a couple of hours from Cincinnati. Like I ain't yeah. usually, you know, I'll be on the radar for anybody who's making it that close to the, yeah. you know, to the city. But uh, his... His career started back in 2011, releasing the debut mixtape called Titled uh, Killer Instinct Volume 1. I did not know that. I did not know that either. I thought um, his project... That's a long-ass time. It is. Uh, I thought his project Trap Soul was his debut. Um, obviously, I would say probably major debut, but in terms of the first project put out was back in 2011. Um and his debut studio album, which is Trap Soul, debuted in October 2015. So that probably the reason why he called this one anniversary. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's the tie there. Um, and the second single, Exchange, peaked at number 26 on the Hot Billboard 100 and earned him a Grammy nomination. And Don't, which was the first single off of that album, off of, yeah, off of that debut album, Peaked at number 13 on the Billboard Hot yeah, 100. That was his. It was. Yeah, that was his meal ticket out of Kentucky. <laughs> it was. That was it. Because I remember. Don't. I remember when I think I saw T.I. post Trap Soul, like around the time where Don't was really bubbling and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. I think Don't, you know how those, you know, back in the, not back in the day, damn, it's not that old, but like during that time, like certain records would be out for a year or two before they mm-hmm. really pop. You know what I mean? And that's kind of like what that record was. It was. It was. Because I remember the first time I heard or and or saw Bryson Tiller, um, I heard like it was like only two songs out off of Trap Soul, which were the two singles. And I'm like, yo, this shit is dope. Like, I'm ready for the project. And when the project actually dropped, I remember initially I'm like, I wasn't feeling it. But over time, I'm like, yo, this is really fucking dope. Mm -hmm. And I like Bryson. I definitely think he has certain... Um, like a lot of R&B singers of today's era, I feel like their their vocals aren't always overpowering or very controlled. Like it, it's very, he has he has very limited range. Mm-hmm. However, the beats and the subject matter can you know overcome. You specifically, that. you're talking about trap soul. I'm just specifically talking about Bryson Tiller, okay. the right. artist. Um, and I think that trap soul allowed him to be comfortable. But the music took you elsewhere. And then when he came out with the second album, uh, True to Self, I think that we had to question Bryson Tiller, the took, artist. Took a step back. Took it all that long? Huh? <clears throat> no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it sold well, though. It, because, because of the hype of Trap Soul. Mm-hmm. You know, and it took him two years to drop that second project. And I think that everybody that got it, they were disappointed. And if you see, like, now it took him three years. Um from that last project to this project. And I'm glad he took his time. I'm glad he took his time. I'm glad he called it what he called it because this reminded me of Trap Soul. It gave me that feel of, oh, okay, this is a new up and coming R&B artist that's still on his way up. 
the, the that true to life project just made it feel like oh man he's he's here today gone tomorrow he's all over the place with it you know what yeah. I'm saying but this one brought it back mm-hmm. and this is where I thought that second album should have been um and I think it's even interesting when you look at the album t- um covers it's very similar to Trap Soul he's just looking the opposite way and the cover is red versus blue now. You know what I'm saying? So I think that getting back to the roots of what made him popular and what people really loved is there. And then even taking it a step further, because um, on Rambo, on Trap Soul, he rapped. And that was one of the joints that I really liked off of Trap Soul. And on this one, things changed. The way he was flowing and rapping on that shit, I was like, okay, your rapping has improved. The beat selection in the in the and sonically is back to a new sound, a new refreshing sound. And then he sounded comfortable and good on this project, man. So th- I didn't even know he dropped this. So if you wouldn't have said nothing, I wouldn't even have known that this was out, really? to be honest. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, same. I would have preferred to keep it that way. <laughs> I knew Ken was going to come with the disrespect. Ken, Ken just, he, he used to Marvin Gaye and I'm like, these ain't, yeah. these, you ain't getting that no more, Ken. They gone, all right? They, that's, that era is gone. You need to re- re- resurrect the motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, look, when Ken, when, uh, the fact that Ken don't like Weekend, there is no new R&B dude that he going to well, like. Well, because, because I understand his standpoint, even though it, it's, it is a old, a old man get off my lawn shit. It's like mm-hmm. I understand that you've seen better or you've seen this done better. It's like when you look at Kobe, you be like, I've seen Jordan. Here, here, so th- yeah, well, yeah, and and that's a good point because that was kind of some of my uh, reluctance to accept Kobe because I'm like, you're just a carbon copy of that motherfucker. But anyway, uh, here's what I will say. Um, first of all, Trap Soul was very gimmicky. Had <laughs> um, to get that off first. <laughs> I think that's why people were drawn to it because it had that Drakey sound to it. Um, it was very trendy, very soundy, and I think that that's part to blame why he struggled with true to self. This he kind of returned back to the roots, but I felt like he added some extra stuff on top to kind of separate himself from uh, Trap Soul to where he's trying to kind of stick to what he does quote unquote best, but add some additional elements to it to make him more of a complete artist. And I and and I I'm saying that by the first couple of track years go by. Um well the first couple of tracks years go by always forever I'm ready for you things change. I think for me it started to really kind of uh, catch my ear with timeless interludes. Sorrows was good. I liked the sound and the feel of that. Sorrows was dope. Yeah, I didn't have to focus on his vocals or his singing. Just listen. When Bryson Tiller don't make me think about his singing, we're good. But when I have to think about his singing, we got a problem. I, I agree with you 100% on that. I think Inhale was was a good follow to, to that. And, you know, um, out of time is what it is. Um, but for the most part, I thought, in terms of sound and some of the songs and stories he was telling, I, I thought it closed well. And I was like, okay, there, there are a couple of tracks on here that I think I could like. Um, just surface level listening. So I, I, I think that it's definitely a good um, comeback album. And I think it's fitting for him. I, I still don't care for him. But to be objective and kind of uh, critique and analyze the album for what it is, you know, there's there's some promise here where he can do just enough to give what the young people like nowadays and um, and to be able to sustain a career. He's like, um, 
he's like, y'all remember Bobby Valentino? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Chill out. He's right, better yeah, than Bobby. Yeah, on, he is nowhere near better than Bobby. Whoa, he's well, I'm not talking he's about this the generation's Bobby Valentino. Nah, man, come on. Yeah. Yes, he is. He's he's no slight to Bobby because he Miss Officer is probably the best thing. Bobby had way <laughs> he helped Miss Officer be a hit that it is. Tiller Bryson Tiller has more diversity with his sound than than Bobby does. As far as like, I can see Bryson Tiller lasting from 2015 to now. Versus Bobby was only what a two year period maybe. as far as yeah, maybe one hits. He had, yeah he had a window which most R and B singers it, do. And, and, but 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 here, here's the thing though, Ken. I think that with a lot of these newer R and B guys, it, it's not underground because I put them like in the same category as Black, um, where where their sound isn't necessarily commercial. It's it could be played on the radio, but they're not killing the radio with their sound. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. And Bryson fits in that category. Like, I think Drake does it sometimes, like, especially like on um, the last track on this, next to you. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that the fact that you have the sample so prominent um mm. in the beat, but then you're singing over the damn sample, like that type of stuff. I, and I you're letting, feel that, you're letting but the beat do half the work for you. Exactly. Like, 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 like these oh, guys. Oh man, that's see, see, when he when when he gets when he's underneath the beat, when he's underneath the song and he's not as prominent. I think that while it fits the vibe, I just don't think that I don't think that's good for him. But, but you know, but I, he has to hide somewhere. <laughs> that's why he was in Kentucky for so long. <laughs> but but here, but Ken, like I, I I agree, but I don't agree at the same time. Like I, I agree he does have to hide somewhere. And I think that again, because he has limited range. Mm-hmm. It's like Aaliyah. Aaliyah had limited range, but it was a vibe. It was a it was a style. It was a sound. It was something that you know. As soon as you heard a Timberland beat, you was either expecting to hear Missy or Aaliyah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was kind of building an expectation. Yeah, I know. There's there's a mis a slight misconception because you had the Dells, the Dramatists, Marvin, Stevie, whatever. But then you had guys like Smokey. Smokey was kind of like a one-note singer, man. That falsetto shit. That's what he's going to do. He's going to give it to you smooth. You had the guy with the Temptations, uh, Eddie Kendricks. You you know, he's going to give it to you that smooth shit. I don't get the smoothness from him. Even even going to the the 80s with with Keith Sweat. Like, I get the vibe. I don't get the smoothness to where that he's good enough to get away with what he's doing. It's like, it's part... It's, it's really part music. It's the song crafting and, and the writing and less him. 100%. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. I feel like a lot of the R&B today is a lot like that. Like, a big reason for me loving Weekend, especially on those early albums, his, his singing, he has extraordinary range and control. Yeah, he, he has vocal he ability. Has vocal he has ability. more vocal ability. But than a him. lot of the reason why people that love Weekend love Weekend is because of the beats and the and the vibe that he generates. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm saying like this type of R&B, it isn't commercial. It, it's I think I don't I don't have the proper word. I don't I, have the subgenre for it. Let me let me let me just see if I can describe it and see if y'all fuck with it. You know how Future or like how Young Thug can their voice is a, an instrumentation around mm-hmm. the beat. That's why I feel like R&B singers or whatever you want to call them are these days. Like, you don't need to be extra. You just need to fit around it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, this 
this shirt is a medium. You just got to work out and fit into this shirt. Once mm -hmm. you do that, you good. If you try to, you know what I'm saying, if you too big for it, it's going to stick out. Motherfuckers mm -hmm. going to notice all mm -hmm. that, you know, all mm -hmm. your flaws. So I think with Bryson, with this project, what I appreciated was the fact that he went back to his usual self. He found out this is my pocket mm -hmm. before I even tried to experiment because I think this is a part one before he's dropping something else later on this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Bef before I give you something different that or maybe different, let me remind you who I am first. So it's kind of like that Jay-Z line, you know what I'm saying? Allow me to reintroduce myself. Mm -hmm. It's like the anniversary of what... I'm reminding you why you love me. And on top of that, I'm still thinking about all the shit y'all been saying because he starts off this track with, uh, with someone... Um, Narrating, by. Yeah, yeah, narrating saying like, bro, if you wait five years, you ain't, you probably ain't even going to be in it anymore. And I like how he's honest with his create, uh, creativity and, and how he, the struggles he's went through yeah. as far as like trying to either top. He's self-aware. Self-aware. He's and, super self-aware. Yeah. And I think that that lends itself to this project because sometimes people just try to skate over it. Oh, well, you know, I'm still the man. Like, nah, niggas. Oh, don't, don't say that excuse like this album was for me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and I think he's just, I think he's, I, he knows that fucking second album but, flop. But for me, that the first track, I don't even really like it that much, because I don't think Bryson is good at on bouncy shit. I think Bryson is good as far as like how you were saying, Ken, where it's like, he is, like, him and the beat are almost unanimous, like, mm -hmm. like in sync. And f But to me, like, the, the best part of this, uh, I don't even know if you want to call it an album or EP, is from four to seven. From things change all the way down to inhale. That's a good. One. I like I like always forever, but I'm ready for you. Was kind of uh, um, the Drake song was eh. I could I was expecting a little bit more, but I loved how he closed out the album with the last two tracks. Uh, Cause that's where I that's why I, that's kind of what I'm really into now these days. As far as when you do short projects, how do you start? How do you close? Cause that's all mm -hmm. that really matters. You can have the hits in between or whatever. But if I have to listen through and through, if I have to skip around and I can't listen through and through with just 10 tracks, then you probably ain't that good of an artist. But I, I did like how he, even though I didn't care for the first track that much, Always Forever was dope. Um, but from four to seven, he had like that, that second half of Things Change where it, it, it goes mm -hmm. a little bit more into that R&B realm mm -hmm. again. Like I, and that beat, I loved how he mm -hmm. closed. Like that, I just love that, that song. Sorrows is a hit. Sorrows, Sorrows is a hit. Yeah. And then like you said, Ken, the way he followed up with Inhale, like, that was beautiful. I love how sequencing can can mm -hmm. can yep. really sequencing can really improve an album that people don't like. Yep. I think my generation and maybe even younger don't realize it. You see the uh certain artists do it well, like a Travis Scott when it comes to Astro World, like the sequencing. Mm -hmm. But if you don't do it right, you're just throwing a bunch of songs together, it can fuck up the whole album. Kendrick, I think we we, we gotta put Kendrick up there yeah, in terms yeah. of sequencing because but it's, but you, but look, but, but you only go on to rappers when you think about it for the most part. You hardly ever think about R&B singers well, that sequence that well these days. 100%. I, to me, Weekend is one of the best sequencers in the game. Especially after After Hours. After but it kind of makes sense. He's, he's like a hybrid. Yeah. He is. You know, so he's sequencing what, what I can see sequencing playing a part in what it does. Yeah. What did y'all think about the, the Drake song? We'll be back after this quick break. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 
Do you, think, do you think Drake was needed on this project? No. no, absolutely not. No, because because you know what? It wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't come out as like a big enough hit for it to quantify having. You know Drake what it sounded it. like? It sounded like a favor. It sounded like Drake did him a favor. Yeah, I, I read. 100%. I was I was reading up on this on Complex. I believe there was a, a interview. Um, and Bryson talked about him and Drake have been. They've done records together before. This never came out. I think he was originally supposed to be on Trap Soul. Mm-hmm. On either don't and there was another record, but it didn't happen. And then I think in between, then they were just communicating, trying to figure out something. Um, and this is the first time we're hearing something. Mm. Um, I think there's more to come. But like mm. you said, Ken, this is one of the first legit children of Drake. Like when it comes to sonically yeah. and you know, sing rapping and all that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He mostly. I mean, I don't even know who's a better singer between them two, but I know Drake can do his thing better because he got a whole machine behind him i think bryson is a little he does have a machine he signed the rca but usually rca they let their artists cook Mm -hmm. you know so uh it's good bad or ugly but i think with this record i was just kind of like i can see the drake appeal like people are gonna that's probably gonna be the most streamed song on this project but these days i could you could you kind of see that drake is getting into that era where he kind of mails it in sometimes and do i need to say it don't say it. It ain't. It ain't, it ain't that. It ain't that. But I can tell. Like he's getting to that Wayne. Remember when Wayne was hot and everything? He was on his fire, and then he got to that level where he was just like, Done. "I'm Wayne, so it, it don't really matter." Okay. But for his shit, he gonna do it. But for everybody yeah. else, he'll get. It depends. You it depends think. on who you are. I don't know. Because if I if I was know. if I was telling I heard that from Drake I was like you know what you can keep that. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna. I'll, I'll get you on the next one. You know yeah. what I mean. But I, it was lackluster. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think that I hear something here. Um, what I liked is that while he went back to what he was doing before, it was different. So there's some growth here. And I think he it feels like he's kind of found a little bit of what he wants to do as an artist in terms of mixing in that kind of like a, a neo-New Jack swing sort of thing just in this era where it's a mix of R&B and rap um just like just highly highly transformed uh for the for the for this decade and um but I think just even even like the little bop and stuff like I think he can do that with success I don't think he just needs to overdo it um because those songs didn't bother me thing years ago by always forever I think they were just a good way to kick off the album just kind of introduce people to what would, I guess, pretty much be the foundation, which is like you said, four to seven. And it's a, and it's a mood switcher too. Like mm-hmm. I don't want I want people to be able to play this almost a little bit anywhere at any time. Yep. So I got to give you some mood switchers. I understand. I just know what he does best, and I just like. What well, is like Jodeci? Jodeci's first album, like back in the day, they used to side A, side B. Side B was all rap. I mean, all singing, all ballads. Side B was all ballads. The first. Wait, hold on. It was it would vary, but once I would be ballads, once I would be all up tempo tracks. You rarely listen to the up tempo tracks. You always listen to the ballads. That's kind of what we have here. I also think that, and see, see, I'm talking good about Bryson, y'all. I think that <laughs> don't give yourself a, <laughs> a pat on the back. <laughs> I think that having it 31 minutes was a solid idea. I, w- I was just about to mention that as Less far room as for error. the best, the the biggest difference between. Trap Soul and True to Self isn't really the quality, it's the quantity of songs. 
I do not. There's very rarely I want 19 tracks from an artist, mm-hmm. let alone Bryson Tiller. Because I know <laughs> short albums, for especially for R&B singers, usually is the best route to go. Because you ain't really got that much shit to say. Because he, I just looked at his age. The nigga, uh, he, he about the same age as me. He, he looked a couple months older. So even though he's got two kids, and of course he's lived the life that I haven't lived, as far as subject matter, like you mentioned, he had to, he had to go back to his old ways to get me back in. Mm-hmm. So that means as far as subject matter, you still got a lot of ways to go, which is a good thing yeah. because, you know, you still want your artists to grow. But at the same time, in five years, you're only grown enough to re-release or to anniversary, like to do an anniversary album. Well, I, th- I think that artists need to sometimes figure out a lane, right? And, 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 and you know, I always talk in, in sports parables, but sometimes, like, I feel like he's like Zach Levine. He can score a lot of points. He's really good on a bad team. But when are you going to ascend? You know what I'm saying? Like, he's still establishing himself. Bryson Tiller is still establishing himself in the game. You know? Really? You think so? I think so. I, I mean, he's got I don't hit records. A, but Hit records don't mean you're established. What, what established. makes you established then? Well, what I, I, I agree with FIFO. Um, only be, but what I will add to what he's saying, or counter slightly what he's saying, is that he definitely has a rabbit fan base. Mm-hmm. So the kids love him, but in terms of being like a a, a staple in the industry, he's not, he's not there. Yeah, no, no, I give you that. He's not there. That, but, I, but that's what I'm saying. Like Underground, he, cult following, that, sort of exactly, that sort of thing with him. Exactly. And, and what I mean by like still establishing himself, what is Tiller's sound? Because before this project, that was a big question mark. This kind of reestablishes the level of consistency. Now... That, you know, the next project you say he, he's possibly dropping this year, is it going to be on par with this? If it's on par with this, all right, cool. Now now, now he's gaining traction in terms of the consistency aspect. Then from there is, how do you grow? Mm-hmm. Is that next project going to be just like this and Trap Soul? Is this the only thing that's you can what do? I'm, that's you know what, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, so it, there's steps to this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to come out and be consistent. You got to give me a reason to love you and fuck with you because every time I see you drop a project, oh, I know what I'm going to get. And then we get to a point where, oh, you're talking about slightly different shit. You're maturing. You're growing. Oh, your beat selection and shit is different. You're growing. And, 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 and I think that, that's, that, that trajectory is always interesting because it's never the same with every artist. Yeah. So with Bryson, I'm interested, re-interested now because, okay, now you're back to the sound I fuck with. You brought me back in. Now, is this next project, you going to lose me again, or am I still going to be connected? To your point, even though I don't fuck with this new version of Weekend, but what he was able to do is use that to establish himself. He was very it's, much like Bryson. A lot of people yeah. say that about Weekend, though. Because like, he's more pop now. He is, but I, I guess he, I can't really yeah, argue that. I'm not, I'm not going to argue that he's not pop, yeah. but his subject matter is still dark as hell. No, 100%. But see, but, 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 but. But he's even grown in his subject matter because in his subject matter, he's experienced love. He's trying to he has tried to be the good guy and that shit just don't work. You know what I'm saying? At least for him and his storyline. But he's been able to little by little open me up to being okay with listening to a pop album now. I wouldn't listen. If this was Weekend's first album, this last joint that came out, I wouldn't have been a Weekend fan. But because because you grew with him, because I grew with them. I'm not leaving weekend. And the thing with Bryson is 
true to self, he tried to grow too fast. 100%. Yeah. You try to change way too quick. You try to grow. Can't put it the best way. Because because you have to you have to cultivate. You got to be able to grow that fan base. So that way that fan base will move with you. Because if you just get a quick fan base like that, there's no way that they're going to pivot with you. Mm. There's no equity there. Yeah. There's no equity. It's fast food at that it's point. It's fast food. I don't know if this is a restaurant I need to sit in it yet. Exactly. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm interested to see where Bryson goes from here. Because I think he's re-energized and reinvigorated his fan base. But now, okay, cool. Now, 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 now you're winning us back. What's his next project gonna be? Where are you gonna go from now? And where where are the hits? Yep. You guys said he don't don't was a hit. You know, don't can, no, can here, he find really. another hit? Well, don't exchange. Mm-hmm. I'm just naming all the hits that I could. Don't exchange the, the record with Rihanna and, and DJ Khaled. He can still, I mean, he was a writer on it, so he can still perform that, at least his part. And then. Who, What's uh, the one that uh, Timbaland produced? But are they on, any on here? So that that's kind of like you had hits. Yeah. But you the Out of Time could be a hit. But that's 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 that a, will that's, only be Drake. But that's just because of Drake. Yeah, yep. because of Drake. But yep. but here but here's the thing though. I think that even though this one doesn't have hits like that, this is a good comeback. This is a good way to be like, hey, and that's why we're we'll looking at the second project. But I think Sorrows could be one. Yeah, I, I agree. But that's but it would have to be. But he that would be an icing on the cake, right? Yeah, it would be the, it would be the second single. It won't be the first. That Drake one would be the first. No, I'm saying like Sorrows could be, if it's a natural hit, he'll definitely take that. But I think think he's saving the hits for the Serenity album. You know what I mean? Like the the album coming up. Because he kind of mentions like, oh, if y'all like this, wait till like, catch me on the next one. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) I mean, shit, he's an artist. He got to market himself somehow, somewhere. I mean, I know, I know, but shit, you know. Um, (laughs) But no, I think if it's like, especially with the fall, winter season coming, you put Sorrows out, bro. Yeah. And, yeah. he, he, if and that's package it the right way, man. And didn't he come out shit. around that time? Didn't when did Trap Soul drop? Was that a fall? Twenty fifteen, yeah, October. Yeah, he's a. He, there's certain artists that should yep. come out like spring, when, when I, summer, fall. He's a fall. Yeah. He's a fall artist. At least for me, when I when I listen to like Griselda projects, those all sound like wintertime. Yep, hoodie, like hoodie season. Like, yeah, like you can listen to whenever, but like it hits harder when you like. Yep. When you got some sharp type of chip on your shoulder, while well, you got to go through something. To me, Tiller, like you said, like it's cuffing season. Yep. He's a cuffing season artist. Yep. Well, this hey. should be like all over college campuses. Yes. You know, you can you can play it around your girl because they got a little mm-hmm. something they could dance to and bob the head and then they smooth this stuff See, out so you can get a little close. And This is why this, is why this type of music bumps in the, the whip. <laughs> this is why this music bumps in the whip because this is the type of music you play with your lady friend. So if you got a new girl, your wife, your side chick, whoever you know, whoever you talking to at the, at the moment, you play this in the car. I guarantee you, you gonna have a good night. Isn't that why men listen to R and B anyway? You <laughs> damn right, because you gotta set the mood. Like, because here's the thing: even if your chick love Griselda. Griselda ain't, ain't gonna get her in that vibe. Uh, if you do, you messing <laughs> with some type hey, of thoroughbred, boy. I've seen Wu Tang move the needle, bro. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not saying it, though. No. Y'all motherfuckers need to check your neck. Hey, man, hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it, though. No. I'm just saying it because, you know, you. women are particular. Yeah. Some women, that should have moved. Can. But but the ma- overwhelming majority, as you get you older, this one, as you get older, you good, bro. You yeah. are good. It's, so. it's, yeah, it's always a mood setter. When you put that R and B on, they know what's up. Mm-hmm. They already know what's mm-hmm. up, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they be like, all right, it's, it's time. You know, you start talking like Barry White and shit. Like, yeah, yeah baby. it's time. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. overall, what uh, favorite tracks? 
Uh, favorite tracks for me, Give Me, Always, Forever, Give Me Things Change, Give Me Timeless, Interlude, Give Me Sorrows, Inhale, Next to You. Yeah, for me, it's, uh, from, again, Things Change, Timeless, Sorrows, Inhale, and I'll, I'll do Keep Doing What You're Doing. Yeah, I'll, uh, surprisingly, folks, uh, Timeless, Interlude, Sorrows, Inhale, and Next to You. Bad. Yeah, man, Bryson, bro. Hey, I, I, I want some more shit. And if you talking about your next shit, like is 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 crack compared to this? I'm here for it. Uh, we appreciate y'all listening, man. That ain't hip hop audio review that come out Tuesdays and Thursdays. I know we've been backed up. Not sure when this is gonna come out, but if you're listening to it, we appreciate you. Make sure you follow the feed. Support everything that in hip hop. We got a Patreon for is the mic salon. If you didn't know, so go over there and check it out. Uh, it's your boy FIFO, KBNs, and the person you heard was Mr. AKA, Mr. Disrespect, your mama's baby daddy. Um, so we out. Peace. Peace. Peace.